Welcome to SolveCast, Illinois COVID-19 report as of October 1st, 2020. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Peltier. With us is Jeff Sofcheck, who's been tracking COVID-19 infections in Illinois since the start of the pandemic. Also with us is executive producer, Michael Zeinfeld. Welcome to SolveCast. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. So Jeff, what's happening on the ground this week in, in Illinois? Yeah, Mark, I think overall, you know, progress has been good since uh, the end of August. So we're down uh, over a percent, you know, in positivity since uh, schools started back up, whether it's been virtual, you know, in person or hybrid. I think the fact that, you know, the weather's gotten a little bit cooler, um, kids are out, you know, kids that were out all summer are now back in classrooms, uh, you know, again, whether it's at home or whether it's in person. Um, so we've seen a, a downtick in the positivity uh, but one thing I want to point out is, you know, what, what happened, I think the big news this week uh, with regards to the positivity rates, um, the state of Illinois started reporting uh, the actual test positivity by region, by county. And they've done that, you know, back through June. Um, so that's a little bit different than the case positivity rate that we've been tracking at the state level. So it is a, a slightly different number, different calculation. And the nice thing is that we can now track positivity for all counties uh, within all regions for Illinois over the last couple months. Uh, because we're looking at county level data now by case level, county level data, that's correct, right? That is, yeah. yeah. Is, are there any interesting trends at the county level? Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, obviously Champaign County uh, is, is different, right? So the governor did announce this week that, you know, Champaign County, where University of Illinois is at, is in Region 6. Um, they are carving out all of Champaign County um, because it's doing about 20% of the overall test for the entire state due to the University of Illinois testing protocols that are going on. And so now all of Region 6 is being carved out separately and looked at kind of on its own. And where Region 6 had looked really great before, when you carve out the University of Illinois uh, County, it actually makes the overall positivity for the rest of the counties in that region not look as great. But what we've seen also, I think, you know, uh, as, you, as you're getting to is, you know, like Region 1, which is now in the mitigation status, right? So they hit that 8% threshold three days in a row. Um, they were really trending and, and it's really happened fast, right? So over the past couple of weeks, They've gone from, you know, 6% to 7% to 8%. And when we break down region one, <clears throat> um, I think what we're seeing is, you know, some counties are showing low positivity, other counties are showing much higher positivity. So it begs the question to me, you know, because the, the mitigation actions are very uh, financially, you know, I think strapping for, for the businesses that, you know, the bars and the restaurants that are in those regions you know, should we be looking at this more critically, right? To say, okay, well, it, it might not be all of region one, right? Should we just look county by county for the 103 counties in the state and, and do the mitigation actions, you know, uh, at, at a more local level, right? Because the outbreaks are happening at a more local level. And I think that's how we're trying to contain it. And so it begs the question that, you know, region one is a fairly large geographic area. I, I think doing it at the granular level would probably be a one way to you know minimize the impact to the economy. Of course, right? You 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 could why not do that surgically and, and review each county on a weekly basis and uh, try to establish a, a plan for that county um, once a county gets down to a certain level uh, and under some control, and then you can open up some of those businesses that right. with with certain of course protocols, right? That 
minimize transmission, it's strong ventilation and and open doors when they can. It kind of it kind of begs the question, you know, why haven't they done this? Why haven't they done this before? Yeah, I think, you know, they were looking at it from a resource perspective. They were looking at it, you know, not just for positivity standpoint, but, you know, what are the um, ICU beds in the region, right? What is the hospital utilization in the region? Um, they're looking at it from a resource perspective. And, and Illinois operates on the, on the EMS system, right? So the hospitals are all tied into the EMS system. And, and the EMS regions are slightly different than um, the, the COVID regions, but there is, you know, some overlap. So we're looking at it from the resource utilization standpoint, and they've looked at it from the regional standpoint. But now, you know, the fact that they're carving out uh, Champaign County and saying, okay, you're going to be separate than every other, you know, county in the region, um, it does beg the question to me, you know, because, you know, if you look at like Region 7, right, Region 7 is just DuPage and Kane County, right? So, so it's two counties, right? And Region 9 is Lake and McHenry, and Region uh, I'm sorry, Region 8 is DuPage and Kane. Uh, region 7 is Will and Kankakee. Region 9 is Lake and McHenry. So when it's two counties, that's one thing. When you start to get into some of these other areas, the more rural areas of the state, where there could be 10, 12, 14 counties tied into one region, and you see positivity rates in the, in the 3% in some of the counties and at 10% in other parts of the county, you know, other counties, then it begs the question, right, is everybody being penalized you know, fairly across that region. And, and to me, you know, it's, it's not a one size fits all. You really need to um, take a more critical eye at it and say, listen, we know that these things are important and we're trying to keep the numbers down, but they do need to be done, you know, to, to me, at least on a county level. Uh, and even, you know, we're starting to look at the data, you know, obviously through that Northwestern uh, so quick dashboard on, on a, on a uh, zip code level basis, right? We, I live in Elmhurst, we saw an outbreak at one of the local gyms this week, you know, which caused it, you know, 20 cases plus, right? So if you look at the data on a local level, you know, we saw 60 more cases in Elmhurst than we had previously, but we were doing very well up until the last week. And so that's where it's, you know, it starts to become one of those things where like, okay, have we contained that outbreak, right? We see the outbreak, have we contained it? So we're, we're watching closely, obviously the numbers, in Elmhurst where I live to see, you know, does that number come down over the next week? Have we, have we actually isolated people? Have we done kind of the contact tracing, you know, or at least people identifying, yes, I'm sick, I'm gonna quarantine, right? So that it doesn't get more out of control. And I think that's where it, you know, it, it's just not a one size fits all for the entire state. And it's, and it's uh, economically damaging, obviously for an entire region if the entire region is being put into mitigation status when the, the problem might just be one or two counties with the majority of the testing volume uh, in the count in the region. So testing modalities at the uh, state level, Jeff, um, they've, they've fundamentally changed and, um, and including uh, taking data down to the region, right? The regional data sets. How, how has this uh, affected uh, your vision of uh, your observations here? Yeah, I think the big thing this week, Mark, was that, you know, for the first time, the, the, the governor and IDPH released um, all the data, like by county, by region, so that we could actually add up the sum of the parts to, to look at the total for Illinois. And when we did that, you know, we realized that, you know, the, the 3 3.5, 3.6, 3.7% number for positivity that, that the state was releasing every day is a case positivity rate. So total number of new cases divided by 
um, the total number of tests being done. What the, what the regions are held accountable for is a, is a test positivity rate. So regardless of how many new cases, total number of tests that were positive divided by total number of tests that were done. And so when we add up to some components of the parts, you know, the, the, the rate for Illinois that, that we thought was 3.6% on essence over the last week is in the 46 to 4.7% range. And that number had been higher than 5% uh, through August. So we, we were about one to one and a quarter percent. Um, you know, we thought we were doing better than we actually were. Now, again, that number is under 5% now. Um, so it's not overly alarming, but it does help to be able to see the transparency between the test positivity rate and the case positivity rate. So Jeff, which is the right way to do it though? Because it sounds like the case, doing a case positivity rate is more informative than a test positivity rate. Yeah, and you know, I, I won't say one way is right or one way is wrong, right? To me, consistency is key, right? You have to have apples to apples comparison. So we can't be reporting at the regional level one way and at the state level another way, right? Because what we really want to identify is where are the hotspots. And so, you know, test positivity rate under 5% is what we've kind of been tracking. Um, and realizing that we actually were slightly above that makes me a little bit more nervous, right? And part of what we've seen is it's a state by state thing, right? So it's not, you know, particular to Illinois. Um, I think this is a brand new virus, right? Everybody's kind of getting on board with how they're reporting their data. Some states are doing a case positivity rate. Some states are doing a test positivity rate. To me, it's, it's consistency in the data and making sure that you can add up to some of the component parts to, to show how you're doing at the state level so that you can identify where the hotspots are. So to me, it was just, it, there's not a right way or a wrong way. It's just apples to apples needs to be there. And we have to understand, you know, fully how we're doing and tracking on a, on a standard metric. Um, so I, I'd, I'd highly encourage uh, uh, folks to um, find uh, uh, Jeff Softcheck's uh, Facebook page. You're, you're available on, you have fairly frequent reports, right, Jeff? Yeah, I try to post daily. Uh, sometimes it's every other day, you know, if, if I'm super busy, but uh, I do try and stay on top of, you know, what's changing in the data. Um, so yeah, I encourage everybody to follow, you know, along as we get into flu season. So today's October 1st, you know, kind of the first official day of flu season, which goes through uh, March 31st. You know, typically we do see things like, you know, higher hospital uh, bed utilization. We start to see some bed crunching going on. We're starting to see a little of that right now. So I think it's important to remain vigilant. I think it's important to do the basics, right? We're still distancing as much as we can. We're going to start tracking not just the positivity rate, obviously, but we'll, we will talk more about bed utilization um, because that is still, I think, on everybody's mind, uh, especially like in the city of Chicago, where you, know, you, you see some of the premier academic medical centers that have tight bed capacity um, all throughout the, the winter months and even in the suburbs, so. Well, I, I, it's probably a good idea for those that can as well to um, go get your uh, flu vaccine, simplify the uh, possible complications in the hospital. Uh, so thank you, uh, Jeff, really uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about uh, the, the state of Illinois. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. That was Jeff Softcheck. He's our uh, COVID-19 data uh, specialist for the state of uh, Illinois. And also with us is uh, uh, Michael Zeinfeld, our uh, executive producer at SolveCast. So thank Thanks, you for Mark. joining us. And uh, for SolveCast, the news that solves, I'm Mark Peltier.